Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast, presented by the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm Yo Legazzo. I'm joined by our full crew today, John Webb Legazzo. We've got McKay Westbrook and Joseph Constantino. Um, so we uh, have a pretty full episode. We're going to talk about the Lakers roster because uh, the Lakers currently have 16 players on that roster right now. Uh, which include the two two-way contracts, Joel Ayayi and Austin Reeves, and then two training camp deals um, in Mac McClung and Sean D. Brown Jr. Um, and yeah, I mean, just a reminder, you, Lakers, any team in the NBA during the offseason, they can have up to 20, 20 players on their roster. Uh, but as you know, before the, the season starts, they're going to have to cut that down to 15 plus the two two-way players. Um, usually players within the training camp deals with those training camp deals usually end up in the G League. Sometimes they don't, but that's what usually happens. So that would I would expect Mac McClung and Shondi Brown to do that unless, you know, for some reason we cancel the two-way contracts with any of those with Ayayi and Reeves and put McClung in there or Brown in there. I don't know. Anyway, assuming that the case is that McClung and Brown and Ayayi and Reeves stay, right? Um, and McClung and Sean D. Brown goes to the G League, we will have, the Lakers will have three roster spots left um, to fill the roster to get it to 15. So the question we're going to try and answer today is how do we fill out the rest of the roster? Um, do we go by needs? Do we go by best available? What are you guys' thoughts? Um, I I think uh, we definitely need to fill out the roster with um, some vet minimum guys. Obviously, we're over the cap, and so the Lakers are going to try and find guys on a budget. Um, I, I know we're probably going to talk about this a little bit, uh, further on, but Isaiah Thomas has been mentioned in talks with the Lakers. Um, I think a lot of the league has really lost faith in him. He was battling an injury for several years that, um, according to him, he's over now and is gonna he's gonna come out and surprise the league and play some really good basketball. Um, I would love for him to come and do that. Uh, he was on the the Lakers squad a couple of years back. Um, he obviously was still dealing with that injury and was just a, a shell of his former self, but I think that would be 
a great um, acquisition to get in there. Um, it it's also um, I feel like what could be beneficial for us is finding a, a couple of young up and comers that do have potential. I think that some of these guys who are playing on the summer league or on the G league team um, have real potential to actually fill out these spots because we can get them at a great price. Um, if they show any kind of promise and um, if, you know, our, our staff think that we could potentially use them in the future, then I could really see the the Lakers wanting to fill out the rest of our roster spaces with some of these guys who, who have potential. Obviously we um, missed out on the draft completely this year. We traded away our, our one pick. Um, so we don't have anybody new in, as far as that goes, but um, we have had some luck in the past uh, with, with bringing in these, these undrafted players um, with THG, with Caruso. Uh, so I wouldn't doubt we, we try and keep some of these young guys on the squad, uh, especially when we've got this pretty crazy roster of veterans that can teach them and show them the way. I agree. I mean, I, I like what the Lakers did here with, taking some of the best undrafted free agents and locking them up into our organization. Our developmental team is fantastic. And like McKay said, the most recent evidence of that is Alex Caruso and Taylor Horton Tucker, who have both locked up multi-year, multi-million dollar contracts. Um, the four guys we have have potential. And that's that's all there is to it. Uh, but Joe, listen, I'm a big right. fan of Isaiah Thomas. Always have been. Uh, I tweeted out during last year's short free agency that we should sign him as a secondary playmaker. And look what we needed during the course of the year, a secondary playmaker. Uh, IT actually liked that tweet, but the Lakers never bit, right? Uh, part of that was the addition of Schroeder and the belief that he would be a long-term solution. I still think we should sign him this uh, free agency only after we fortify our position with another defensive glass cleaning big and maybe another go-to wing defender you know maybe uh let's see a name that comes to mind maybe we go for another ex-laker with ed davis uh 6'9 north carolina product uh journeyman in the nba but gives you a, a versatile defender right that can guard three to four uh rob palinka used to be his agent i believe uh, but there's some ties there, right? He used to be a Laker and could really add depth to our bench. Yeah, I agree. I think with the upcoming talent that we have, I love that you bring that up because we do have a good amount. I feel like, I mean, aside from the highlights that we're seeing, I think the team play, most of the people we're, we're seeing on our summer camps here during the summer league, sorry, um, have drive, have potential. And I'm, I'm pretty sure... It's, it's much more than this, but it's them seeing the Caruso route, right? Seeing him come up and explode the way he has. I think it's encouraged a lot of that, a, lo a lot of the possible even G League players and, and just the, the hidden talent that they, I feel like it's, it's driven a lot of these people. I love the, the, the McClung memes that's coming out. That's, it's, he's the next Caruso, right? I, I love that potential. I think we should always have that talk and always have that drive from these young guys. But I think that the best two-way contract that we possibly have here. I, I love seeing Austin Reeves play as a shooting guard at 6'5". I think he looks pretty good. 
Um, maybe a little bit more muscle on him uh, as he trains with the team, but I think he looks good the way he uh, runs up and down the court. I think he looks pretty healthy and strong, can drive in pretty well. He's got a good length on, on him, and I, I didn't really pay attention too much defensively, but offensively, I, I'd be more than happy for him to be a, a wing player, maybe down the line for us um, as kind of a substitute there. Uh, as far as for the IT, Isaiah Thomas, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50. I'm, I'm not really sure if we need another person that needs the ball to be successful. I think for IT, he, he's kind of similar to that, you know, for, for Westbrook um, to, to make an impact, he needs to have that ball. He can't be a spot-up shooter or a three-point threat that we really need on the, on the wings right now. Um, we already have someone like Russell Westbrook. I think IT might be a good backup, but at the same time, is it really the right move for IT or for us to have him as a backup. Uh, and like I said, when I see IT play, I, I see a lot of heart. I see a lot of drive, but he needs he needs the ball to make a difference. Um, and I'm not sure if that's really what the Lakers are looking for right now. For me, I think I, I, I wouldn't go. I would go with the wing first before I go with the big. I mean, I think we've pretty much solved what we, for me, in my opinion, what uh, uh, our, our five spots, right? Because we already have Marcus Gasol, we have Dwight Howard, and then AD, right? We have AD who's going to play at the five. And we've heard from multiple reports that because they brought in Westbrook, that this will really bring AD to the five a lot more. And it's going to, it's going to force him to play at the five a little bit more um, just because of how Westbrook plays. Um, and it'll create more spacing um, if, 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 if AD does play at the five, right? And then Braun at the four, which by, the, by in, in fact, AD at the five, Braun at the four, like we said multiple times, is their best spots. <laughs> their be best positions that they play. Um, so um, I would look for a wing because wing players right now are, 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 very, are, very, are very sought after, right? And there's still a few out there that uh, uh, are available. I'm talking about James Ennis, who shot 43% from three uh, last season. I'm talking about Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews, he's still out there. I'm talking about Paul Millsap, who's still out there. Um, so You're, Wait, Paul, Millsap's, Paul Millsap is in a way. He's a four. He's a four. And guess who? Stretch four, guys. Who, guess who, who left us? Markeith, right? We don't have that big body like Markeith uh, anymore, and I feel like... We're kind of missing that spot, but he can shoot up, right? He can shoot it up, uh, and he's that stretch four. He can play the three as well. He can play that wing wing spot. Um, obviously, I think we're going to sign Jared Dudley. Um, I think. Yeah, announce Duds already. I know. Announce it. <laughs> he's he's going to be in there. As for it for Isaiah Thomas, I like that you guys all mentioned him. I I think it'd be great to have him. Like right now. He's going through his summer league uh, tour. He went in the Drew League in LA and he scored 37 points in his de debut. He went to the Atlanta League, the AE AEBL, and he scored 65 points. Um, just recently, over the week, uh, he was up in Seattle in, in crossover. This is uh, in, in Seattle. He scored 81 points. 81 points obviously this is summer league this is uh you know you're, you're playing against not 
not the greatest of players, but you, you still have some trickling of NBA players, some college players, some really great players, right? Former players. Um, so, um, but still, I mean, like, if, if you have someone in the roster that you can just insert in and you need some sort of energy, some sort of, uh, some points on the, uh, in, in uh, some needed points, you insert IT in there. And I think he'd be great sort of a bench edition, um, end of the bench edition, right? Because I, I don't know if he's going to – I don't want him to take minutes from none, right? Or 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 THT as a point guard. Because he'd have right? to – Right, because right, he'd have to compete with those minutes, and there's only 48 minutes a game. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's going to have to take some of those minutes, and I don't want him to take nuns, obviously not Westbrook's nor THT. So um, he, he's sort of like that end of the bench guy if you need some scoring. I, I think that's ex exactly right. Um, I mean, we've already kind of filled up our roster. We, uh, Even though we've got some spots left, I feel like the Lakers went out and they got who they wanted, who they felt like they needed to get in order to have a complete team. We've got 12 really sp uh, solid roster spots. Um, we're, we're pretty deep. Um, I think for the most part, that's who we're planning on running with. I mean, but but the good thing is, is um, you know, if you bring in more talent like that, um, I, I know we don't want him to take minutes from other players, but if you have somebody who's producing, who's um, earning those minutes, then let him play, you know? Um, who would have thought, uh, you know, a couple of years ago with um, Alex Caruso coming in and playing with us on that two-way contract uh, that he would become a vital part of our squad um, go in there and earn those minutes. Go take those minutes. If you're good enough to take them from somewhere, someone else, then by all means, go and get them. Um, but I, I, I think the Lakers um, are, are fairly confident in with, with what they got right now. Um, so if they can scrounge up some more players like that, cool. If we've got to fill it out with uh, some youngsters just in case all these old men go and break their leg out there, um, <laughs> then maybe that's what we need. Exactly. You you have to plan for injury. You have to plan for injury, uh, this season True. especially. Um, I know you, you mentioned Paul Millsap, Yo, uh, If no one offers Paul Millsap that mid-level exception he's sort of holding out and waiting for, I think maybe Rob calls up LeBron, AD, and Russ and takes a trip to Mile High to recruit him. I really believe that. Because if, if no one is offering Paul Millsap a deal that he can stomach, why not? Why not? He's 36 years old, but he contributed 9.5 rebounds uh, to that team. Depth, right? Um, but, you know, scoop up Patrick Patterson. Scoop up Boogie Cousins. <laughs> They're still available. Um, one player I have my eyes on is uh, Harry Giles the third. I don't know if you guys know him, but 6'11 center from, uh, from Duke. Uh, serviceable as a post distributor. Uh, great hands. Uh, efficient with cuts. Um, really smooth, smooth mid-range, uh, kind of a high-arcing release there. These these are advantageous skills if you're playing with someone like LeBron James or Russell Westbrook, right? Because they're going to deliver a pinpoint pass to your sweet spot for a jumper or a drive-in for an easy dunk. Uh, he's still young, but has had injuries. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, off the top of my head, former Lakers, Avery Bradley, still available. Uh, Sfi, still still available, right? 
Um, you mentioned James Ennis, JJ Redick. Um, yeah, d- definitely a lot of talent there, but we have to have to plan for injury. I, I think there's still a lot of players out there who are um, just like, you know, you mentioning JJ Redick, um, Isaiah Thomas. These guys are hungry for a ring too. I think they're, they know they're at the tail end of their careers and they're willing to take these these uh, low paying roster spots. Um, they're they're like David West, you know, at the very end of his career, he went and he joined the Golden State Warriors because he knew that's where he could get a, a ring. He took a big pay cut to do so, but um, it ended up working out for him. Hey, I mean, he's only been gone a couple years. Maybe we go call him up. <laughs> no, we got a pan- plan for injuries, McKay. We just said that. Dang it. <laughs> but I, I I think we that that's a very very good point to point out here because we talked about it last podcast the age of our team is, is up there right um, but there was something going around it was an image of uh, Jordan's team I think on their final run for their championship I I, don't, I I just saw ages I'm not sure if it's accurate but comparing it to Jordan's last team with the Bulls that won the ring. Um, were kind of close to, the, to to their age that they had for that team. And, and this is just kind of looking at like what's been being posted online, right? What people are comparing the current Lakers squad to age-wise. Um, but I think John would makes a good point here that we got a plan for that. Um, I, I don't know if I feel confident getting another veteran in there. I'm not really sure if it could be another liability for us. I mean, historically, just this last season, that was our biggest issue. I say we do the best that we can to fill up the roster with young talent. Um, there, there's only positives I think we can gain from that. And if we keep hiring people in the closer end of their career, it, it might bite us in the butt later on in the season. I mean, I think those are all good points. Um, I wonder, I mean, I, I wonder if, if, if Rob, I'm, I'm sure Rob Palinka has this all figured out. He has plans and on top of plan B's and plan C's. But um, it'll be interesting because uh, money is drying up around the league, right? And rumors are kind of scarce right now. Not really hearing a lot of Laker rumors. Um, so I wonder if, 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 if what, what domino is going to um, present itself that's going to sort of create that effect, that domino effect, right? That's going to fall. Um, that will ha- make Rob Polinka make a move um, and, and trying to, I mean, J.R. Smith, right? He's still available, but I think he's, he's going to college. He's going to college. <laughs> Please no. Please oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's going go- to he's college. He's joining the golf team. Oh, um, what was his name that was with us in the championship team? Um, uh, Dion Waiters is still available. Did he officially I, I think he retire? Officially retired though, I I think so. Hey, but you you know what that just sparked in my mind that would generate so much hype is if what we about, picked up Jeremy Lin. I know he's been be trying great. to get back into the. You league know who would be great? Another reunion. Because you know, yeah. Jeremy Lin would be a reunion. Josh Hart. Yep. He's still around. He's oh, restricted. Yeah. So if he gets he's an restricted off- free agent. Then if he if he gets an offer from the Pelicans, then he'll um, you know he he'll, he'll probably sign that because it's going to be more than what we can offer. But, but let's let's go back to what McKay was saying. Jeremy Lin, I almost forgot about this guy. There hasn't been anything around him, and 
there's this page that I follow. I, I think his name is uh, J Law Basketball. He's like an NBA trainer or something like that. I've seen him run a couple of pro runs there where a few pro players run. He's healthy. He's not as dynamic as, as, as far as like being a guard and exploding the way he used to because of previous injuries, but I love it. I, I did not realize he was around. I didn't even realize Josh Hart was still around too. Um, and uh, I also did not know Avery Bradley was still around. Um, and so maybe those are a few, I guess, young-ish, mid-range talent that we could kind of keep around. So yeah, I love it. Hey, go go look up. Um, there are several videos out there about how Jeremy Lin is getting snubbed right now. He came and played in the G League last year. Um, I want to say end of the season last year, trying to get on one of these teams that was competing for a championship. And he was tearing it up. He was playing just as well as anybody else out there. He came and he showed that he still got it. Um, you know, that he doesn't need to go and play in China anymore, that he can play over here in the NBA still, I, I, I think he would be a great acquisition. He's played with the Lakers before. Um, he would be highly accepted here in the purple and gold. And I, I think um, LA is a great place for these players that, that everybody loves, you know, these big name players, um, you know, and why not? We're, we already filled the roster with tons of ex Lakers and um, tons of vets. I think it would be a great reunion to have him here. The family, man. That's right. That's right. I think you're right. I think I'm I'm getting to to uh, I'm I'm agreeing as we as you talk more about Jeremy Lane. I think that would be a great acquisition, honestly. Uh, but all right, let's go ahead and take our take our our first break, our last break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk briefly about um, what happened this week after Dennis Schroeder signed with the Celtics. So. Um, Stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with the crew, McKay, John Webb, and Joseph. So um, we're going to talk about Dennis Schroeder. Try not to laugh. <laughs> can't can't la not laugh. But you, everybody knows um, Dennis Schroeder signed a deal with the Celtics um, for one year, $5.9 That's the mini MLE. That's a taxpayer MLE. Um, and um, like now, Lakers Twitter made fun of him i think not just lakers twitter i think it was pretty much the whole nation <laughs> charles barkley Shaq, everybody yep. for the fumble for the this fumble is what uh uh what's his name shannon said it was a fumble and called uh to fire his agent on live television <laughs> so um amongst all that amongst all of that um there was another thread that uh, sort of arose that day and it came from surprisingly many prominent voices from the Lakers community Twitter community essentially what they were saying was that people they, they were people were going back to the Danny Green Dennis Schroeder trade at the beginning of this past season and question whether you know in retrospect after looking back whether that trade was a miscalculation by Rob Polinka, 
um, given that Dennis Schroeder, given Dennis Schroeder's performance in the playoffs, and that Dennis Schroeder pretty much left the Lakers this offseason, and the Lakers got nothing back for him. So let's discuss. Was it a miscalculation? Was it a fail? Does Rob Polinka deserve criticism for this? Go. Go. Uh, no. Yes, maybe. I don't know. I think uh, people are allowed to have some miscalculations. I mean, I wasn't also the biggest fan of Danny Green. Um, and so it's like, oh, Dennis Schroeder, I think in theory at the beginning, he offered us that position in the in the guard position where he could give LeBron a little bit of a break, right? When he's trying to run the, the guard position himself and he's older and Schroeder has got younger legs and reasonable talent that we were willing to pay for. And I think at that time when uh, that offer was made for him of 80 ish million, was it 79 million? I, I can't, it was, I think it was above 80. It's, it just blew my mind that he didn't accept that. That was the biggest thing for me. I don't even think that um, Palenka really deserves any criticism here, maybe a tad bit, um, but he saw the potential intruder which he's, uh, I saw it too. I think most of us saw it too, the potential of syncing up with AD and being able to have uh, maybe a high pick and roll with both of them and, and seeing that potential there, um, giving LeBron a little bit of a break and being a bigger PG threat, right? Um, and being as fast of a guy as he is, he, he, he came to us fast and he left us fast. Um, he, he didn't really show up in the playoff. He didn't give us much of a firepower that we really wanted and we really needed. Um, and so, yes, there was, I think, some miscalculation there. But at the same time, I think Schroeder <laughs> just kind of shut down. He kind of just shut off and he, he, he didn't oh want to be the guy that had the drive to, I mean, maybe potentially carry the Lakers, right? I couldn't see him as kind of the, the next phase of the Lakers. Maybe that's what Polinka saw in him. Um, earlier on, I'm not really sure. I don't that don't mm -hmm. don't think that I'm saying that he could have been, but maybe he just saw the potential because he was young. He is young. He has that potential, but it just it just kind of fell apart. So, long answer to your question, Yoa. Maybe a tad bit of criticism, but I don't think this was on Palinka. This was more on Shooter. Yeah, I mean, playoffs aside, I mean, look at what we had in Shooter this last year. I think. He uh, delivered for us for the most part. Um, he was our third option behind LeBron and AD. Uh, I think he had the shoulder a little bit more weight than um, he probably was initially ready for with those injuries to LeBron and AD. But that being said, I mean, when you come to Lakers land, you got to be ready. You got to be ready for whatever is kind of thrust upon you. Um, I don't think that it was um, a misstep on, on Rob Polinka's part. We definitely got an upgrade um, in terms of, of that trade. I, Danny Green was not doing it for us. Um, I feel like Dennis Schroeder had, had a decent season, but he was coming to the Lakers um, having just been uh, a really good sixth man, mm -hmm. and he came to try and be that starting guard. And I think him not being able to carry the teams, not being quite that all-star level 
may have kind of exposed him a little bit to, to other teams. They, I think they maybe saw him for what he was. And um, Dennis Schroeder, I, I think, you know, he thought this was his big payday. This is the time to go all out for it. And you can't uh, knock the guy for, for shooting a shot. He tried to get that hundred million dollars. And, you know, sometimes uh, with the Lakers, you're going to get that. Um, you're going to be a Luol Deng. You're going to be a Timofey Mozgov, and you're going to get this fat contract. Uh, in no way was it as ridiculous as as those contracts. I think. Um, I think he was maybe closer into into that range because he's he is one of those guys that you can put out on the floor and he can go and give you 18 to 20 points a night. Um, I I don't think it was incredibly crazy especially with some of the contracts that we've seen out there i think his i i think it was partially plausible that he could ask for that were these other opportunities not to arise were we not to be able to grab somebody like westbrook i mean um you know woulda coulda shoulda um who who knows what could have happened um, he shot a shot. It didn't didn't happen. Sucks for him. Um, the greed got the better of him a little bit. The Lakers offered him, I think, what they could. I think they offered him a good contract. Um, but I mean, good for you, I guess, in in a way, and being that confident and thinking that you're worth more, and sad for you in in seeing that the rest of the league doesn't doesn't really think so. Um, I hope he's got, he has a good season. You know, he went and he played his heart out for us. Um, I, I hate to make fun of the guy too much. Um, sad, but, uh, I, I hope he has a good season and, and he can get some money next season. Maybe there'll be a team that's looking for what he can offer. Uh, I think he's a, he's a great player. He's in the prime of his career right now. So he didn't necessarily completely miss his window. Um, but I, I think we, we took the steps that, that we needed to. Um, I don't knock our our uh, front front end in any way and and what they they tried to get. I I I like the way they went about it, but I'm happier with the results of what ended up happening. Yeah, guys, listen. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, let's not forget what we were losing last free agency. Rajon Rondo. We were losing Rajon Rondo, and we did the next best thing and trade for Schroeder, a serviceable point guard substitute. And even more than that, uh, during all last season, who could have predicted that we would be hobbled pretty much all season? I think if we weren't hobbled, Schroeder could have showed out. Um, but speaking about that, I don't think Polinka is now never able to make mistakes just because he delivered banner number 17. But I do uh, give him a wide berth in, in working with Genie and working with LeBron and AD and in team construction. He's been that good. Think about it. He's delivered Anthony Davis. He's delivered Russell It's okay, yo, it's okay. We have Carmelo Anthony on our team. I mean, th 
those general generation type players are wearing purple and gold. So just think about that for a second. I honestly think the greater mistake is letting Caruso walk. Uh, and the debate comes, right? Whether you can replicate that skill set, defensive effort, and fan charisma at a lower price. You can't. You can't. Um, he was also someone that we know, you know, Caruso had a proven body of work that we know 100% complements King James. So there's that. That's the greater mistake, not sure. Reopening the wounds and putting some salt in there. We, we chose to forget that part. Wow. Wow, you have to bring that one up. That was a greater that was a greater mistake. I I I I'm st- I'm still pretty sad about it, you know. That was a that was a I I didn't expect him to leave so soon. And I'm just kidding. Gone too soon. <laughs> too soon. Gone too soon. Now. <laughs> um but look, g- getting back to this. I I think the idea of um, look, it's true that Rob is going to make mistakes, right? But I don't think this Dennis Schroeder one is one. I don't think that this was a miscalculation in his po- in his, uh, um, you know, uh, just because at the time that Schroeder, Danny Green deal, we've talked about it. That was a no-brainer deal, no-brainer, right? That was let's do it. Because we didn't, Danny Green didn't pan out how we wanted him in the playoffs. Obviously, he was great for us during the regular season. And just in the playoffs, somehow in the finals, he didn't perform the the way he he should have. Um, but still respect to him, I think. Um, but but Dennis Schroeder, I think I think if if we look we if we look through the uh, what Dennis Schroeder and McKay was pointing out pointing this out. Um, throughout the the regular season lebron ad were injured who helped the team uh get to the playoffs it was dennis Schroeder, right right so i mean it just tur- west matthews it was west matthews you're right it was tht it was tht it was jared dudley's coaching you, you guys are all it was jared dudley actually I was, yeah you're right it was jared dudley for sure uh, but but look it just turned out bad right in the off season um, in the course of it, he didn't really fit culturally as well, right? I felt like there was a little bit of chemistry um, issues uh, uh, all the time around there. But I think I don't know. I think I just think that the idea that every every Rob Polinka move has to be exactly perfect and calculated perfectly, um, and. Ha- ensures that any unforeseen circumstances is is taken into account i think it's just it's just dumb yeah it's just dumb to think that way i i I think people are they're asking for perfection you know they're they're not jesus they're not prophets they're not (laughs) you know they they don't know the future like like john webb said hindsight's 2020 um i think our front office has been doing great. We've got an incredible team this year that everybody's excited about. I'm, I mean, everybody's sad that Caruso's gone, but um, I, I think that everybody, uh, anytime we have like a beloved player leave us, everybody's 
gonna gonna knock it but I think we've upgraded for sure from what our roster was last season and there's nothing else that we can be sad on as far as that goes all right I think that does it for today guys um guys you can catch us on Apple Podcast Spotify and many other listening platforms do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcast subscribe and give us a five star review uh, we'd appreciate the follows and all the reviews that'll help us continue to produce this show. You can also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod and on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. With that said, have a great day, root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.